0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish Football Banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums Podcast, we're at Season 12, Episode 37. I'm John and joined tonight by Josh. How are you doing?
1: Good evening, John. All right,
0: mate? Alright, alright. Excited about the Scottish Cup, though no, we're not in it, so not that excited.
1: Yeah, yeah. I use use user user, uh, user out of it. Did you know that? Aye, we're
0: just taking a wee break just to get just uh into the manager, A bit of extra training and all that, so it's tactical, tactical. Um and we're also joined tonight by Vinny, how you doing?
2: Uh, I'm very well. It's a pleasure to be back on. I've I've been doing the SWPL episodes, but it's been a while since I've been on uh, the main pod. So delighted to be back, and uh, also looking forward to a tactical exit from the Scottish Cup this weekend. Aye,
0: that's what it's all about, tactical exits, exactly. Let's see. Man, he's on board with it. Uh, and uh, we're we'll, we'll not interrupt up you eating your dinner, uh, but we're also joined by Scott McGill. How you doing?
3: No bad, John. It's been a while. Uh... I can't think the last time I was on, I think it was actually near the start of the season. But uh yeah. aye. I've I've been busy, but I'm looking forward to going on the night. And I'm gonna beat my dinner, so I'm gonna keep mute myself.
0: Aye, well you away at uh, the manager's homeland, weren't you?
3: I was just actually I was away to I was away to Australia, I was in um Sydney to start with, but i finished off in Melbourne where the where the famous Ange was born as a football player. How long were you away, Scott? It felt like fucking ages. Ah <laughs> uh, mate, I wish I still was away. put it that way Unbelievable what was
1: it, two weeks, three weeks?
3: Three weeks, three and a half three weeks week, three, mate. Three, I,
1: three, I felt, because I, I, I thought, fuck it, I, I kept seeing your photos and I'm like oh, Fucking hell man, how long's this cunt here for?
3: To be, to be fair, I've been staggering my posts because I forgot to post them when I was away to be honest <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, aye, tonight we'll cover a bit about the Scottish Cup um, Coming up this weekend Is it time, last call for McCall. call? To find out possibly. Um but I'm gonna do maybe a wee quiz at the end with the Scottish Cup. I did one with the League Cup and it worked out alright, so we'll try that again. And we'll no spot Scotland for a while, so we'll talk about Celtic and a wee bit about the transfer window in terms of Celtic's point of view, because they get most of their business done early. Um and see how it how it takes us. So I think we'll start with we'll start the championship with Partick Thistle. So it wasn't so long ago, they were top of the league, things were going well
2: and then what's happened, Finny? Okay, so, I'll get on my soapbox here. So, uh, in, in, in my opinion, Ian McCall, for as much as he is a a, a part of man, as the, as the song goes, he, he, he wasn't going to leave Air United for any other club, and, you know, he's got a at heart, and, and whatnot, and on top of it, he's, you know, a thoroughly nice guy, great with the fans, and whatnot, but, He's, he's a very limited manager. He's he's never won the the, the first division or, or the championship despite being in some good positions over the years with Air United uh and, and with Thistle and um also with Airdrie. You know, if you go back as, as far as twenty years ago, he was in a very healthy position, then um lost out in the last few weeks to Thistle. Uh, funnily enough. Um I feel as though things have just gone terribly, terribly stale. Um which which is a real shame because I think he had the backing of fans, certainly had the backing of the, the previous board, um and, and he stayed on. Uh, I actually managed to look up some statistics regarding his tenure. You know, I was trying to find a sort of very balanced approach and actually he's um he's he's only just behind Jackie McNamara. Um in terms of his points per game total as part of Thistle manager, the Jackie McNamara, you know, had had a, had a very good time with this one. Moved on to Dundee United, he was on course, um, you know, he was probably at, at that point going to finish second behind Morton back in two thousand twelve thirteen, um, or or win the league he left for Dundee United and we went on to win the league. So McNamara came at a very good time. And Ian McCall's second only to him in points per game um, throughout the whole of Thistle's history, which sounds extraordinary. But you think of the level that McCall's worked at and it's only ever been, I'll call the league's better current name, League One or Championship level. So when you dress it up with those facts, it's maybe not quite so impressive. Um, But, you know, there's, there's, definitely that, and um, but I, th- I think there's, there's all the chat that when we came out of the league cup, um, uh, Aberdeen, that was a disaster. We were in terrific form. Don't know if you remember that, uh, John heading up to yeah. Petodry, we were in great form. Aberdeen had had a few dodgy results, and I think everybody fancied that. I think it was a Tuesday night. Yes, we, we 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 crumbled. We were. You know, we were awful. There was Aaron Muirhead was subbed off after 25 minutes or something. Uh, Kevin Hope picked up an injury. It was a disastrous evening uh, from our point of view. And from that point, you can see our, our season totally went off the rails. After that, um, even, in fact, just even leading up to it, McCall's chat and interviews was, I'm sure the fans will have a good day out, but the priorities, the league, all that. So, you know... I. I we had the opportunity to, you know, that was a, a winnable game from our point of view and, you know, our chance to you know, reach Hamden and, and whatnot. And it, it it didn't work out. The attitude from the post-match and, uh, sorry, pre-match and then post-match interviews was very much, oh, well, we can focus on the league and uh, it doesn't really matter. I'm glad the fans had a good day out. And really, the opinion was that the, the players were beat before a ball was kicked, if that was the attitude going with it. And we were two or three goals down after 20, 25 minutes. So from that point, if you look at the results from then on, it's, it's, it's been patchy at best. Some terrific results. And then, well, there you go. We've lost two weeks in a row at home to Aki's and Cove. Cove, out of their last, I think, uh, four games, have lost three of them. By three goals or more, and then they come to Thistle and manage a, manage a 1-0 win, and there was nothing fresh off the bench, there was no, you know you're looking over to the bench and you expect to see some animation, there was there was nothing there was absolutely nothing there um, and you know, I was speaking to uh, the, the chaps behind an excellent Twitter account called The Thistle Archive who helped me out with some of the stats and you know, I think Overall, in his time as Thistle manager in his previous tenure and the current one, he's had eight seasons and you can suggest that he's, uh, you know, he, he brought through Chris Erskine and, and Chris Doolin from the juniors. He he, he laid the foundations for that uh, title winning team of uh, 12-13. He'd been there before McNamara. He's done some good and um, like I said, lovely guy. Club at heart, but He's got his limitations and I think we've reached it. What I think is going to happen is you'll see out this season, we'll maybe make the playoffs, we won't do anything in them and things will maybe come to a bit of a natural end. But in my opinion, maybe we can't afford for him to go just now. But why not start now and start the building process for next season so you're not getting someone in late during the summer and then struggling. So it's, it's been a really disappointing season overall Um, for us um, nice that we've had a couple of week cup runs and we'll have a again we'll have a nice day out on Sunday I guess Uh, Highbrox lots of fans going along lots of fans keeping the faith but it's uh, yeah it's grim viewing at the moment really really grim viewing
0: That's changed days from the start of the season when you were on with Ethan and you were positive it was going to be a Dundee this whole title race and it was looking like that as well not long ago but is That you, yank best you can hope for as a playoffs
2: I, yeah absolutely, and I think you know i said I said it in that podcast you look at that team and there aren't many players from the other teams that I would have taken ahead of our squad um yeah, and I think that's probably the most disappointing thing I think it was quite clear that money was thrown at the squad this year in terms of our recruitment and uh is is the gamble hasn't paid off, and I think we'll be in big, big trouble financially. Yeah, there was.
0: An uh, look, when you go, Josh?
2: sorry, John. I was
1: just going to ask, for Vinnie, I was just having a wee swatch here next year. Um, upcoming fixtures there. Um Three huge, huge games in a row. Uh, how many points would you need to take out of that for your mind to be changed? So you've got. <laughs> so you've got for the list for the listener's sake. You've got air away, or broth away and then
2: Dundee the away? Yeah. I, to be blunt, Josh, I don't see us getting anything out of the next three games. Given the performances, you know, I was there for uh, the last two home games. I was there for the Dunfermline Cup game, which we scraped through in penalties. Okay, Dunfermline are doing well in the, in, in, in League One, granted, but, you know, it's, it, it wasn't great. It really wasn't a good performance. You couldn't... Dunfermline, I think, should have won the tie. Then the Hamilton and Cove Rangers games were just... some. <laughs> I've been a Thistle fan for a long time, and it's up there with some of the most dismal performance. Just no fight, nothing at all, um, which is just really disappointing. I, d- I don't see us getting anything from the next three games at all. I think Ayr, you know, they've... Okay, bit of a dis- disappointing result uh, through at Steny uh, for the Queen's Park game on Friday night, but they are more than capable of of handling themselves at home. Our growth are now fighting for their lives, um, and Dundee, you 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 just see they've they've got um, they've got the grip between the teeth, and they'll be aiming for high up the table. Don't see it happening. I, at all Josh. I think Dundee, you know, off
1: piece a wee bit, but Dundee, I think Dundee are in a bit of a horse race right now. And um, you know, I mean, when you watch a horse race, right, you can normally tell what horse is going to win it, like a few furloughs back before the end, and it's usually the horse that's sitting somewhere about the middle, but is running really well. And and I just feel like like Dundee are, are that horse right now. They, they're just they're just pumping out result after result. And I think time will tell, and I think Air, Queen's Park uh, will drop points. agree Partick, obviously. I, I don't think Partick will, will be able to make, make up any sort of a run that will
2: take them into, even I think maybe fourth, you should be lucky. Yeah, it's, it's going that way now. And like you said, John, when you opened, um, before my very long answer, um, it wasn't that long ago we were sitting pretty at the top of the mm-hmm. league. And, and now we're clinging on to fourth spot it's not good enough not not with that team that we have assembled
0: it's an interesting one because I was looking at some stats earlier you've got the best home record in the league but then you lose against 8th and ten in the last two games you've conceded 38 goals only the bottom three have conceded more and you've got the third worst away record in the league but you're the third highest scorers in the league it's, <laughs> a, bit, it's a, a bizarre one some of those stats it is, at that.
2: Um, also, the the only teams who've lost more games than us are, are both in Hamilton. <laughs> We've lost 10 games and we're sitting in fourth, which is, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, I mean, just even look at that, 1-10, drawn three, lost 10. <laughs> um, aye, it's, it's, it's just not good enough. to, to e- Even if you do make the playoffs, you've not got a hope in hell of getting anywhere for that kind of form. I mean see, see, see it, that sorry Scott on you go these are outside. an outsider
3: looking in <clears throat> um, obviously as you're saying there you've won 10 and you've lost 10 well, you've got three draws in the middle there that's totally like yin and yang Like, yeah. is that how the performances have been There's an outsider looking in obviously I've not really got a clue I've not been watching
2: this so much but it looks it's not a great record looking at it for the outside no I'd, you're, you're spot on Scott I mean there's there's like we are beaten Inverness 4-1, Morton, 5-1. And then, you know, I th- I'm just looking at the the games uh, surrounding that Aberdeen uh, League Cup quarter final. We, <laughs> sorry, if you don't laugh, you, you, you'll you cry. It's one of those situations. So we get beat 4-1 off Aberdeen. And then the following Saturday, we get beat 4-0 off Queen's Park at home. Then we lose 4-2 to Ayr. Then 3-0 to Wraith Rovers. And then 3 2 to Dundee and 2 1 to More. I mean, that run of fixtures is almost sackable in itself. And, and that's in November. And then since then, OK, we beat our both 3 0. And then, then randomly, just out of nowhere, we beat Inverness 5 1 on the 23rd of December. <laughs> uh, and then the, the the subsequent fixture was a 2 0 defeat to Queen's Park at Steny. <laughs> so you're you spot on, Scott. It's just at at best patchy, and that's not that's not what we're after.
0: <laughs> what were you going to say before that as well, Josh? You had something.
1: Uh, actually, I, I I mean, actually, I was going to kind of touch on something similar to what Scott said, um, ju- just highlighting the the kind of huge deficit. I mean, the the huge. Deficit between the amount of wins and the amount of losses uh, in terms of well, it's no I suppose it's no really a deficit; they're exactly the fucking same. But um, no, what, what what I was going to say was deficit. Aye, aye. but you know what I mean. You know what I'm, I'm getting at here. It's, it's Monday, right? Um, but but what I was going to say, funny is, does that show? I mean, you're saying there, you randomly he's went and absolutely pumped in vernes five one. Who are not an easy team to batter. Um is it a defensive thing then? You know, do do, do, do you have the right players? And I mean, we were talking there about how you have got a great squad, but I mean having the worst away record in the league, nearly I mean doesn't point towards a team that's particularly good at holding out
2: up for a win. No, no, it doesn't. I think I think we've got a really good fairly young goalkeeper and Jamie Sneddon. I think his shot short stopping abilities, you know, up there with the best in the league. And then you look at our back line, um, you know, Aaron Muirhead, very experienced, won the league with us before, he's he's been about, bit of a hothead, but you know, you, you take that. Uh, Kevin Holt, absolutely solid since he signed for us. Um and we, we kinda put the, the poor run after that Aberdeen game to him being uh, picking up an injury. In, in, in the Aberdeen game. And you know, he was he was a big miss because he was just absolutely solid. And then Jack McMillan on the right hand side of defence, again probably my player of the year, um, had a shocker on Saturday. And then on the left is Harry Milne, who I think a lot of premiership teams were interested. We mm-hmm. we don't deserve Harry Milne. Um wait till you see this fellow on on uh, Sunday Josh really a, a, a terrific talent He's kinda of slipped under the radar. He was at Cove for a wee while. Don't know where he was before that, but he's he's not young. He's twenty five. Um, I think if he'd come to us at the, the the level he's playing at just now a couple of years ago, you you know, you would have been seriously talking about a, a really big move for the boy. Um so, you know, on the face of it, that's a very, very solid back line. Um and for for me an awful lot of it comes down to mentality and Maybe the way the players are coached to, to see out games because there's a lot of ability in that team. Tunji Akinola, who, um, you know, 18 months ago or maybe two years ago, we were thinking, how on earth have we managed to sign this guy? He was phenomenal, should never have been at Thistle. And we, we just released him last week, um, you know, mutually terminated his contract because just couldn't kick a ball at all this season. He's his confidence absolutely gone so I think mentality is totally gone for me you have to look at the coaching staff um, you know and Neil Scally, great guy Alan Archibald club legend and, and Ian McCall you know a, a Thistle fan <laughs> these these are great guys but it's just not working
0: See in terms of style of play as well is there any flexibility or is it very much he's got a plan A and no plan B is that the pro- part of the problem
2: yeah Pretty much, if Scott Tiffany and Brian Graham are injured, then that's it. Um, that, that's that's the plan A, and there's not much else. <laughs> Funnily enough, on Saturday, I was reminded, um, during E. McCall's first spell with us, around about 2008-2009, he used to have a, an ace up his sleeve of um, putting Willie Kinabra, remember him? Aye, aye. Uh, putting putting Willie Kinabra up front. <laughs> oh, what a player and, he was in his day. Uh, he's a copper now, I think. Um, I we played. I he played for a for a brief time. That's then. right. That's right. He did. He did go to medal. That's right. And uh, like how how we chuckled at all those uh, halcyon days. And uh, what did we find ourselves doing on Saturday? Putting Aaron Muirhead head up front for the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that that was his plan B uh, on the. Uh, uh, on on Saturday. So yeah, not great at all. I think a lot of people have struggled to define what McCall ball is. And uh yes, well we're, we're we're a fair bit into his tenure this time round and we're still struggling.
0: Is there any distraction at all we're watching on off the pitch or not? And that's affecting them?
2: They they say not. I think I don't think anyone can get it away from the fact that, you know, the finances probably aren't good. Um, you look at a dilapidated stadium as well which isn't great last year we we blamed queen's park for the state of our pitch this year it's okay maybe not quite at those levels but it's looking terrible admittedly we've had terrible weather but you know i i go, I go to a, a lot of different football matches up you know across the central belt and i've <laughs> there aren't many pitches worse than First hills at the moment um so there's there's a lot going on, uh and you just wonder how bad things are behind the scenes. I'd heard rumours that we'd budgeted to be in a certain position by the end of this season. And uh let's just say we're we're two places off that at the moment, sitting in fourth, which suggests there's maybe trouble ahead for us.
0: You never know, it can change quickly though well, that away record doesn't help when you have got three away games coming up. that's definitely not good. But that's just the time to turn
2: it around. Um
0: who would you like to see come in then, if the call was to go at the end of the season or before? Would there be anyone realistic? to you <laughs>
2: There's there's a few characters, you know. About you know, you could could you argue that Jack Gross needs to hit the reset button? His his reputation's kind of in tatters after they've done the Dundee United. I don't think he's a bad coach at all. I think he's, uh, I, I, you know, I, I really like. Um, his philosophy of football, um, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say no to that. Whether we're a big enough ticket for him, I don't know. Um, Neil McCann is as well. He's another guy who I think speaks very well about the game. I think we're still licking our wounds from the Gary Caldwell experiment, which ripped the heart and soul out of the club. Um, and I was having a chat with some Exeter City fans on Twitter the other day, and they they really like him i think i just finished off with just wait and, and see what happens uh, so i think we've got to be careful with who the next appointment is um but having said that i think we've got the potential for a, a really good study board coming in uh, by the end of this season with the you know the, the the fan ownership model i think we've got some scope for things working out from that point of view and hopefully you know when the time comes the right appointments made
0: Aye, so no one you name, probably someone that's already married in Scotland, more likely
2: to be. What was his um, story, John?
0: More likely to be someone that's married already in Scotland, as opposed to maybe a left field appointment.
2: Oh, I would get really excited about a left field appointment, but uh, I don't see that happening. I don't see big gambles happening.
1: I, th- I think, um,
2: I mean, those two shouts you come up with
1: there, I think Neil McCann would, would definitely look at it. Um, Jack Ross... I think I th- I think that would be honestly I think that would be the right move for Jack Ross, but I don't know if he would see it that Ross way. That, yeah. yeah, I don't, I, know I if
0: don't he think Jack Ross that would
1: way. get another Premiership club though just now. No, 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 neither do I. I don't think he would, but but <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> Wait and see. You turn a
0: babbling. Yeah, okay, <laughs> the I like, don't. Check and say.
1: I think I, I agree I don't think, I don't think he's a bad manager, um but I, I, he's definitely had his reputation because it didn't work out at Sunderland. Um you know, he he, he should have took them up. I mean folk could talk about how he done a half decent job, with them in a playoff final and you know all that, but he should have took he should have took them up. Um and um Dundee United. Right? See to be honest, yeah, I think the nine 0 in this was not was the seven 0 Seven nil winner against uh, the seven and the nine just it just absolutely destroyed his his b- before he could even get going with Dundee United. So I agree, I don't know he's a bad manager, uh, but I don't think he would allow his ego. I know that he's got a particularly big ego, Jack Ross. I don't think, but I don't think he would allow his ego to l- l- literally take going back to st- stage one of his managerial career when he took over at Alloa and, and moved to Saint Mirren six months later.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a fair point. Fair point. Would you uh,
3: actually look into taking Jim Goodwin.
2: Uh Do you know he's another guy and it's it's worked out terribly for him. But you do see what you know, he did a good job at Alawa and then and then obviously it sent Mirren. like I think he knows how to put a team together and and Whatever's going on at Aberdeen in terms of who's in charge of that recruitment and whatnot, it's, he's, he's another guy, you know, very well liked by a lot of players, maybe not the Aberdeen players latterly, but um, historically he's, he's had a good reputation as a decent coach. Uh, there you go, Scott. I hadn't actually thought of that one. That's a decent shoot. He,
0: he <laughs> I believe have, he has
2: a house in the area as well. Uh,
0: he might still have a wee bit of credit in the bank to get a Premiership job. I don't know. We'll see. He's, he's, a pay he's got a good pay. He's he had a good payoff anyway. He can probably put the end up in the media for a bit or something like that.
3: Listen, we'll see, where I'm being a Celtic fan as well. It'd be good to get in before Saturday because all we seem to do is watch Rangers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think he's written a blog about them.
0: <laughs> it's like a wee Glasgow podcast. that you've got a Celtic fan and a Rangers fan, a party that's on. Like a rose between two pricks, isn't it? <laughs>
2: So, we'll now no, who the Rose is
0: it was obviously probably that's all isn't it <laughs> um, right Scott Celtic transfer window how pleased are you with
3: it see to be fair John as you can kind I of say the earlier you touched on it it's we've, we've done our business early the only thing that was really no bothering me but I was concerned about players going out. like Jack DeMarcus he's basically set his stall out there saying that he was not na- no, wasn't what he wasn't the one to play, he was wanting his move away and they kinda of made it public. And I don't think that's the way Ange wants to do things. Like um I'd imagine he's maybe went to him previously speaking about game time and stuff and it does it doesn't take doesn't he take anybody to notice that Kyogo is the man for him. That's who he always wants to play up front now. So Jack Mackis was always going to play, play second fiddle. But uh as as players coming in, players coming in have been brilliant that. That O, he looks. He looks something else. Like he's going to bring something to this league. But again, he's going to, need to wait in his time as well because you're you're waiting for the spot that the top goal scorer in the league's got. I don't even get a look in. Um, I and the top of that as well. Again, it was there was it was players going out that was really bothering me. You've still got a lot of dead wood in the squad, which I would like to see us getting ready in the summer still got James McCarthy on a lengthy contract who's making God knows how much.
0: That's probably um, why you've not got rid of him because no one else will be able to come close to paying his wages the world. I've earned a fortune over his career.
1: I, I, I think, I mean, McCarthy, Mark, McCarthy's a bit of a, he's one that, that I, I reckon, I mean, see see after Celtic, he's only, I, I think he's like, I, I think he would even be lucky to get another premiership A Scottish Premiership club I think he's too injury prone And and unfit I think he'd probably be quite happy
3: To just sit and take his wage For the next two years Or whatever it is he's got To be fair to him I don't think I'm not sure he's been injured When he's been here at Celtic But again he's not playing High intensity football I'd imagine But uh, It's just That's just one of the strangest uh, Decisions was to buy him What was that Two years ago now A year and a half ago before the they market like no, never buy. Did they buy him? We we gave him a we gave him a deal. He was out of contract. I do That's that's the thing,
1: Scott. I remember talking about that with, with my mates when 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 they made that deal, right? And I think it was a bad deal. Like you think, right? Oh, we'll take a punt on him, but then see when they announced he was it for a
3: four year, a four and a half or four year deal. You were like, what the fuck? <laughs> aye, that, that' as he says, it is at the end of his career. I, I was just hoping that they were gonna maybe cut my deal to try and get my way somewhere else but I swear, is it is what it is at the end of the day uh, I'd imagine that the likes of Ange isn't really paying too much attention to it as long as he's participating in training uh, but it was good to get your man uh, Abelgard away as well like I was I was hoping for big things when he came in in the summer but it was absolutely hopeless like he couldn't get anywhere near that team um, but as we say, in terms of recruitment as well, you've ended up replacing Juranovic with a younger and I, I'd maybe say, probably same level of player. And, uh, and Johnson, he's, he's great to watch, he's steady. Uh, I actually think he's better he's better for the way of football I want to watch him because Juranovic was always bombing on the right-hand side and he was never putting in that great a delivery. But Johnson seems like he's a lot better.
0: A lot of faith shown in him as well, starting the your celtic
3: game. I know. To be fair as well, I, d- I, d- I did think he was going to have a good game. Uh, and it just shows you, like, he's full of confidence, the boy. He is. Even in, the the media team at Celtic has been using the boy for quite a lot recently because he's such a good speaker. And he's just got a bit, of, a bit about him as well. You can see he's easily fitted. He's easily slipped into that team there. And you wouldn't notice. Uh, Brian, I think i seen a thing
0: with Greg Taylor. i saw it on TikTok or some social media platform. Uh, it's quite, it
3: quite decent. Uh, he's, another, he's another one, by the way, for this season. I said it two years ago when he came in for Kilmarnock. I was like, give the boy a chance. He is young. needs time to adapt. He was playing a totally different system. And since he slipped into the way Anne's playing, honestly, God, he's... It just keeps it just keeps getting better every week. Scoring goals now as well, like that's been unheard of for Celtic left backs in a while.
2: Scott, I was going to ask it was when you mentioned uh, Alistair joining, uh, Johnson signing, um, you must be impressed as well. At, like again, from from the outside looking in, I, it must impress you that uh, the, the the speed of the deals getting done, like. Celtic were kind of sitting pretty by the end of January because the work had been done uh, early doors. Um, that's obviously something that uh, Postacoglu does, or the agreement with the board, or um, whoever's involved in the signing does. Do you think that's that's a, a big thing for you guys?
3: Definitely. Well, recently, before Postacoglu, like any deal we're trying to make, it seemed to come out in the media constantly, and it feels like. I know you're saying that it is getting it done there and sharp, it's, but it, there, is, there is probably a lot of work behind the scenes getting done that, that nobody knows about. It's no slipping through the net. It's not your likes are certain reporters in the Daily Record finding out for their pal high up at Celtic Park what's happening. Um, it is. It's it's phenomenal. Now it's it's the way a big club should be run, in my opinion. You shouldn't be hearing about these kind of deals until they're just about done, until they're just about over the line, and again. To be fair, in the Johnson situation, the World Cup was still going on when Celtic had basically bought him. And by the time the World Cup's finished, he's over straight away. Brilliant. Unbelievable. I
0: think the only thing, if you were to be overly critical, the transfer versus would be, you might after the Champions League and Posta said he wanted to sign players that were going to improve the starting line-up. At the moment, you would say most of the players that have signed have been, are going to be scored players. Just now, with the exception of Johnson coming in for Joranovic, is that something you think more so maybe in the summer you'll get people in that are going to be it's
3: a hard one it's a something hard, hard one because we're playing so well at the minute at the level we're at as you're saying Champions League different game but you kind of need to give these boys time to adapt As a way that Celtic and Rangers will be the same as well you do not want to be buying boys in the summer that you need to give time to adapt to the squad. Like these boys are coming there's a couple of boys, South Korean boys, obviously, o, and the two Japanese boys coming in as well. They they not time to adapt to where they are, their surroundings and everything. And this is the best time to start buying players. And then you find them out find them out now instead of in the end of summer. Uh I think there's plenty of time to see if they're gonna be good enough to be starters. But we'll we'll get there like
0: Aye. I suppose you really know, wanted to look at Aaron Moy, who's got, who came in in the summer, and there was folk that were dealt with him at the start of the season, and now he's managed to kind of seem to be first-choice midfielder, along with McGregor and Hatati, But O'Reilly have been not it seems to be benched a fair bit.
3: To be fair to O'Reilly, O'Reilly's been off the boil for a while, and it's brilliant to see that Moy's stepped in. He's so calm and composed in the ball. Like That finish the other day, oh, what was it, yesterday, unbelievable. That's That takes a lot of composure. Like That's... That's on. It's class. It's class to see. Um, he's kind of steady in that kind of role as the number ten, but uh, you've not seen that since Rogic, I don't think, in the Celtic team.
0: Another thing as well when you look at your bench just now. That's the big difference when you look at Celtic's bench compared to Rangers' bench. The options that are there, are like Forrest.
3: There's, there's a, lot big, big, a, a lot of big A lot of big game players there, John. As you say there, Forrest. Forest was getting slaughtered last season, folk were wanting him out the door. he's came in, he's came on over a period of time he keeps scoring big goals. Makes a difference where he needs to. Fair enough, there's some games you can watch him and like anyone sometimes he's not in the game. And then other times he's absolutely sensational for us. Um it's just the way that Andy's got everything running and now you've got so many, so many big players here.
0: Aye, you've been a as well.
3: Hmm. We'll okay. do well, I think we'll do well to keep him in the summer, like he's such a good young talent, but.
0: Aye, well, Southampton did their usual skeleton at Celtic Park, didn't they? Because I think they were rumoured to be interested in him. Yeah, it's like, been a while
3: well since they've took somebody for us, but <laughs> I wouldn't mind a big selling clause if we to because they're good at handing them out to us Aye. But
0: a, a point on Jota? Do you think is better than the left or the right? It's
3: a strange one, to be fair. Uh, it, it kind He's not been the same player as what he was kind of last year for me. But you can see his quality. His quality's there. Um, again, I don't know if it's just players find him out a wee bit better and understand the way he's got to play. But some of the stuff he does, it's unbelievable. Um I would keep him on the left if it was me but if you change it up my bit teams don't know what to expect they might be trying to train the right back to play against them for the week and then he's out on the right hand side yeah. so
0: I suppose it's the performances of my head that's putting him there as well isn't it aye
3: that, he, that boy might
0: have been left out just now.
3: that boy must have two scoops of pre-workout before he plays football every time <laughs> he's it like I've never seen a man with so much energy aye so any
0: negative the Celtic just now, all good.
3: Uh, only negative is when, we never beat Rangers in the second. That's, that's about it. You want to take all three points every time you play them, Josh? This only point that
0: Bills dropped? Aye. I believe so, right Yep, yep, the yes, only points.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Aye, I mean, it was a bit of a... Uh, the game in the second was a bit of a an i mean it was a great game but it was a bit of an anticlimax i mean i, I never i i I, just, I hate drawing an old fun game because it, it i mean it does nothing you know I, I mean i know that's obviously a cliche and 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 i'm just literally defining what a draw is but you know i mean when when you go when you go into an old fun game you want you want the story to be that your team has made a significant difference so for that for that game in the second you know, Celtic fans will have wanted, or oh, that was the game we went twelve clear, or you know we would have we would have said, or oh, that was the game that we brought it back to back to six, and the league was opened up again potentially, but um, obviously nothing came from it, and and you know with, with so few games left to play, um, the gap's too big to make up now in my opinion. So, oh
0: well, that I that was a bit dashed. That, so that's that covers that then.
1: No, I mean, I, 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 for, for me, um, I think nine with the way Celtic have been against teams. I mean, how many games? What are we on? thirty, thirty-two 32 games? 30. No, what are we on right now? 20, 24, 23. How <laughs> many games have we played? Just keep the numbers, mate. We'll get one. Fucking <laughs> hell. Exactly. One, two, three. <laughs> how many yeah, games so we
3: played?
0: The split would be like coming up if it was thirty-two.
2: Nah, no, yeah, well, that 25 is a good. just now. Aye, aye, it, so that's
0: tw- tw- number twenty-five.
1: Aye. Aye. Oh, aye. aye, yeah, <laughs> that's tw- t- t- twenty-four. Just twenty-four. Like I knew. A, I knew. I knew well. Just pictured a question as a number. I mean, I knew. I knew we were on. it. I knew we were on between twenty and thirty. Right, so anything in between, then, do you know what I mean? No, but I mean, I mean, see there, you're talking about what twenty-five. What's up? Seven eight games left before the split. I, I I don't see I don't see Celtic dropping the necessary points. You know, f- fans always. I mean, fans always when they're in that situation. And and Celtic fans will have done this um, too. When when uh, we won, won the league uh, a couple of seasons ago, there. Um, you, you know, you you hold out for hope and you think, oh well, if we win both Old Firm games, we'll cut the deficit to three, and then we only need Celtic to drop three more points but they've got a vastly more a vastly significant goal difference so we only need to we only need them to drop four points but then we'd we win it every single one of our games you know so fans hold out hope you know beyond all reason i think nine is 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 too much at this point it would be a miracle but i think it's probably too much at the moment our, our season is going to be defined as building momentum and and bleeding in the players uh, that we've signed um and getting prepped for for next season which which here's
2: a hot take. I think we'll take. Josh, up to your last point there, I thought I thought that was a really sensible take on the situation at Angels there. But uh, no, in in all seriousness, uh, I, th- I think you've you've got a uh, a manager there who's you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, but a, a really good football philosophy, really highly respected coach. Can't say much for his loyalty, like he said at Queen's Park Rangers. But um no, I, th- I think you've been really sensible on your points there, Josh. I-, I agree with you. I think the the league is gone for Rangers, Um and uh, yeah, may- maybe they'll they'll get there with a the Scottish Cup, which would be nice to to lift something coming the end of the season. But yeah, I kind of with my point about Thistle, like. You're in a situation you could start to build for next year. Rangers are, are there. You know, their, their recruitment has, has been good um, And under Bale, Um You know, Scott, you are mentioning about getting rid of some of the deadwood at Celtic. I think Rangers will do that over the summer. I don't think Bill will hang about, get rid of the people who wouldn't been there. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think future's bright for, for both sides of the old firm at the moment.
0: The only thing yeah, is the continuing uh, saga about Ken and uh, Morelos. I, think you need to go on my dead eye and go look. neither sign under yeah, yeah, no, because yeah, otherwise yeah. you don't know your budget that you're playing with to sign other players. Because will
1: be uh, Bill, be, won't, he won't mess about um, with, with the two for a whole lot longer. I, I, it, it's difficult for me because John, I was saying in this pod a few weeks ago that I think Morelos has done and and I think one of my way, and then he's went out and he scored like five and. Three assists or something like that, and and he's back to his he's back to his best, although he's not shifted the weight yet. Um, Kent has been playing a lot better under Bill, but Kent's he's never been a numbers player anyway. Um,
0: I, I agree.
1: You know that that, that was because uh, I was having a rise. My we still when Scott earlier was talking about Deadwood in the squad, and I'm thinking, Christ, do you think you've got Deadwood? I mean, we've got. You've got Phil Hollander sitting there, who rumours are he's finished, like he can't play football again. Um, And then you've got, you know, you've got Kamar Roof, the only glass footballer in the world. Um, You know, you've got, um, God, who else is sitting there doing absolutely, I mean, you've got a lot of the guys that, that are probably coming towards the very end of their career, you know, McGregor, Davis, possibly. And then just so many injury-prone players, her and then obviously Haji was out for ages. So there's so much dead wood that, that we need to get rid of as well um, to free up some wages to bring in, you know, b- bring in some bodies. Um, I mean, what? What? That, I mean, that's for me. Right, and this is going to sound like an excuse here, but. I I do really really think that injuries have have been a a big part of of our seasons. I, I'm not I'm not saying that we would uh, win the league, but I'm, I think it would have been closer if if we hadn't been as played with injuries as we have. But, I mean, bearing in mind that we had Conor Goldson, who is the best centre back in Scotland by some distance. Um, he was out for like three months. Um, <laughs> then uh, we had uh, you know them we all lost our only backup to Borna Barisic, who is notorious for having mares against Celtic, folds into himself completely. Um, Ohadji's still out for months, John Suter getting injured straight away, and we all know what a top, top player John Suter is when he's fit. Um... And then you know Davis going to injured, but he's such a huge influence on the team. Do you know some? I mean, injuries have been a huge, huge partner season. Um, def- I think they've been a huge partner season, defining how how vast the gap is. I think if we'd had a hundred percent fully fit squad, I think Celtic it probably still, still would have more consistency to to, to win every single week, um, than, than we would. Um, considering the um kind of uh, upturn and, uh, uh, the upturn around changing manager in mid-season
3: um, so yeah but the future's bright the future's orange you said that when Gio came in look what happened then eh? <laughs> but uh, see, you're talking about consistency there and you're talking about of Goldson being the best centre in half the league stats don't lie right stats don't lie Carter Vickers and Stanfield together have not lost a league game at Celtic there's the biggest stat you'll hear all day that but is Scott, unreal. Scott.
0: Scott,
3: uh, was it Cole go- Davies haven't uh, But they've
1: only played twelve games. Uh, but no. But see when, see when, see when we won. See when we stopped ten in a row. Remember that season, Scott. Um, see oh,
3: when we stopped, was, that the, was that the one where there was folk no fans? And, and folk, folk, oh, here we go. Folk, <laughs> were, folk were saying.
1: <laughs> I mean, folk, folk were saying exactly that same thing about uh, Phil Hollander and uh, Connor Goldson. I mean, there was actually a Twitter account. Say it was like has Phil Hollander lost the Rangers game. It was like no every week for like a year. So I mean, I, 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 it's a
3: good start, but but no, it, will, listen, it will come. It will come to an end at some point. That that is one season. We've had two seasons of that. Two seasons. Well, one and a half coming up two will be two, because they're absolutely superb. I've never seen. I've I've never seen the two of them capable of conceding uh, that many goals at Celtic, and I don't think Rangers will ever score any more than one when they when the two of them are at Central half light, But...
0: Here's, uh, a, here's a, Oh, here you go. You continue.
3: Another one on top of that as well. To back up the fact that these are all and Celtics won this league. We've not lost a home game in two years since St Myrna. St Myrna at home in the COVID season. That's the last time we lost a, a league game at home. A good start as well. That is
0: Plenty of starts tonight. Um, I'm going to ask Vinny a question as a neutral right when we're talking about Celtic and Rangers. How many Rangers players think we'd get in the Celtic starting line-up?
2: Oof, that's an excellent question.
0: And Joe, yes, so you can I'm... think about it as you go as many as answers. And Scott as well if you want. But uh, Imagine what your
3: answer is, Scott. But... I, a, no, I actually <laughs> want to know how many... How many Rangers players would get in the This
2: thistle team to be perfectly honest? Like that's <laughs> given our record of loan signings from Rangers, uh, no many. Maybe Lewis Mail, that's about it. Uh, oh jeez oh do, do you know, I do wonder, like Scott, you made a great point about Greg Taylor and how he's come into form. But and and, and Josh, you, you said how good Greg Taylor is, famous blue you know, nose. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned how uh, uh, how terrific Barisic is, except when he's playing against Celtic, and I've got um, I I've got something against Barisic because um, remember that uh, the old firm Celtic went three 0 up at half time or whatever during that game. I'd came up, I thought it was a very witty tweet of saying M Barisic more like and it got, like, one like, and then when he messed up in the, the subsequent Old Firm game, uh, someone else tweeted, Embarisic, and, like, got retweeted a thousand times. Old like that. Probably wasn't I
0: was, I was wasn't really, it?
2: really about it, because I was like, I made that joke months ago. Nobody like <laughs> uh, Oh, Jinx, uh, you've really caught me out with that one. Uh, John, do you know, I, I do, I, I see in both teams, um, like, there's, there's a lot of quality, and in, in you're you're right about like Kent and Morelos. Like if you'd asked me earlier this season, there's not a chance that they would have gotten in Celtic's team. But the form that they've, they're finding themselves in, they're finding their feet again under Bill. So um, would you necessarily rule them out? It's a, like, that's a really tough, excellent question. Look, Sean, what what, what is the, the one? Pie. What what is the no?
1: What is the one thing I've consistently said on this pod, right? When when he is at a hundred percent, right? Alfredo Morelos is the best striker in this country, and, so and 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 Anything? I'm right. I mean, I'm jo- I mean, see the Goldson thing, right? I'm I'm a bit. I'm I'm a bit. So I'm out with the fishing rod for Scott, right? But I am I am a hundred percent serious here. When he is at 100% and he is absolute top, he is the best striker in this country. By And it's not even close. He is unplayable. See some of those European games. Like Honestly, he was going to... Aye, but that was
0: last season. What about this just now?
1: No, but, I, but, as I, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I totally accept he's a fat bastard right now. <laughs> But he's he's, he's he's a fat bastard man. He's been he's been at John Gall at Davos Pie. Such, um, there's um, does a money laundering scheme and operate operating somewhere didn't there.
3: See for me right there, Josh. Right, take this as you can. You sound like the biggest Rangers dad. That is the quote that every Celtic dad was handing out about Lee Griffiths for years. A fat Lee Griffiths gets you X amount of goals a season. Oh my God. Lads, what
0: has happened to you? I've only been away a couple of months. I mean, Scott, I know your answer. Your answer would be zero, wouldn't it? Did you take any Rangers uh, players and put them in your starting lineup? I, I,
3: they, I wouldn't have put any of them in my back, my back four. There you go. And that's just because, look, Tavernier is good for Rangers, is the way that Rangers want to play. I don't, know, I don't mm. think the laddie can defend as well as he should. I think that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Middle park. No, really, there's nobody really there either. You're, you're looking at your wingers. Jota is, is going, to go into, he's going to go into bigger and better things than Celtic. Kent has probably found his level at Rangers. I can't see him going to any bigger club than Rangers. There you go. And you can maybe try and argue that one, Josh. But said you'll, that in Rangers, you'll probably put Rangers down.
1: Said that said that same thing um, yeah. a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago. I think um, I, I think Kent is maybe a mid to high end English Championship
3: player. I'd probably agree with you. He wouldn't get in It'd probably be the bottom of the Premier League at the at the best, to be honest. Um, but again, you're talking about Morales. Kyogo's top scorer in the league against that Stanley. Mm. That's can't beat that. The close the closest. Closest player there was probably Lauren Shanklin but he scored a ton of penalties right mm. enough. But uh, aye, made his work rate right on the right-hand side. <laughs> Phenomenal. I wouldn't take any Rangers players on my team mm. with exception and this is going to hurt me but I know for forum, McGregor is better than Hart and I feel like mm. I've just ripped my heart out saying that but that's Celtic's only real weakness right now is probably in goals. Hart's not hitting the same form as what he was the first season
0: he was there. Josh, you get any other numbers that go in the Celtic side? Um
1: no, I would I mean Jota, I mean Jo obviously. Um I I would take Carter Vickers as a partner to Goldson. Um I think that would be a it would be a very impressive partnership. Um well, you're putting me on the spot. Um I do think McGregor is an exceptional player. Um he, he's remarkably similar to Stephen Davis in terms of his um ability and, and uh, in terms of his um, influence. Um yeah, um to go racking through who's in the Celtic team? Mm-hmm. I I mean th- there are a number that I would take. Um I mean just, just as there are a number I mean some of the some of the Rangers players under now under Beeler are coming into series four. Talman um looks a completely changed player. Um Haji, although he's been out for months and months and months, you know, before he got injured, he was unplayable, you know, a really, really see a serious, serious asset. Um so there are a number of I think that, that kind of debate is always a bit moot because, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, to be fair, I think it's only a valid debate if you're asking someone like Vinny, who is, is a neutral, you know, because Scott and I are always going to see it through... Aye, that's
0: why I thought it certainly
1: certainly.
3: was lenses. too
0: diplomatic. He was very diplomatic. Um, but
3: that's can we get can we get Vinny to check uh, how his arse is for these, these girls sitting in it after sitting on the fence that long there? Poor, poor, I
0: expected better, to be honest. Uh, right, Scottish <laughs> Cup weekend coming up. Do we expect any cup shocks?
2: Partick thistle We beat Rangers. <laughs> that would be a shock, Scott. Jeez man. Do you want do you want do you want a tip? Do you want a tip? Let's oh, a tip. Paul
1: Kirk are gonna go and batter Darvo. <laughs> batter Darville, right, okay.
0: And hmm. that wouldn't be a cup shock though.
1: No, it's not. It's not a cup shock, no, but sure. it'll definitely make it'll definitely make me happy.
0: Make you happy. Um, if you want to mind of the ties: Friday night Hamilton v Hearts, Saturday yeah United vs Elgin. So I guaranteed team from outside the Premiership to be in the quarterfinals. finals night Plamonic Lovey against Inverness. The one I can I don't know if it'd be a shock. Allway throwers against Motherwell. because Motherwell are in dire form. Um, Celtic vs. Mirren and then Sunday you've got Rangers parting that's all, and then Monday Darvoll v. Falkirk.
2: I think the eighth game is probably the the one that stands out, isn't it? That's a very boring answer, but that's that's probably it. Mm-hmm. Um, Elgin City—that's a bizarre. Like how how they found ourselves this far in the competition, um—is—is—is is, is, is quite something to be honest. Um.
0: I would love to see like the winners at AR beat Elgin play the winners of double V Falkirk in the in the, the quarters. Then one of them guaranteed in the semi. I aye, it's know. it's it's
1: it's been a few years since we've had a team of that size in the semi. Eh? Oh.
3: See, see to be fair, looking at them, looking at the the games that are there, Inverness could easily beat Livingston after a three 0 one against Queens Park.
0: Aye, potentially. Aye.
3: Is it anybody picking up the fact that it was? I don't know even a three hand game. Queen's Park beat them. No. Oh the Ineligible yeah, player. player. Right.
2: That'll be uh that'll be interesting to see if Inverness take advantage of that. Um aye, that was that was a a bad one from Queen's Park, wasn't it? You'd think someone like Leanne Dempster's overseeing things they're missing something like that that's that's great I, do,
1: I, I don't understand how can you do that how, how is it possible to run a full time football team in this day and age and still field an eligible player how, how do you not know that
0: mind it happened a few times at the start of the season in the of Scotland league I, that's that's
1: of that's Scotland do you know what I mean Oh, speaking yeah. of which, speaking of which, John, did you see that video floating about on Twitter of the uh, the dog? There was a dog going to the pitch at Hurlford. Yeah, and uh, and there's a guy like straight away. He's
0: like, "Get that dog, Dave!" That's quite a Rough video, I want it. It's
3: absolutely brilliant. Brings a new meaning to you?
0: there. Um, right, okay. So we're not talking anymore about the Scottish Cup, but I, I did prepare a wee quiz. So I'm, we'll finish off a wee quiz. That sound all right. That's for fun, no prizes. Right, okay. So we'll see what knowledge is like. It's all fairly recent as well, I would say. Um, you can what, What's your buzzer? Are right, you just going to shout? Wait, like, you got a buzzer? Uh, no. And he's just going to touch this. Can you by the looks of it? Right, that's what he's going to do. Is that just,
2: wave, what, just wave, a wave? wave? Right, okay. Or, uh, or, or you could ask us questions directly.
0: Aye, I could. I could do the old one point for a home answer, two for the way if it works out. No, it doesn't work. Right. Okay, well, I'll start and then we'll see if anyone can answer. Right? Who did Celtic beat at the same stage of the tournament last season? It's a championship uh-huh. club.
3: Wraith Yes, correct. Do you know, do you know how I remember that? I was the roughest man on this planet and I never even made it. And you go.
0: Okay, I, okay. Um, This one might be maybe very mighty. This one. Who did Park Thistle lose to at the same stage last season? Who did we get put out by? Josh feel free free Fee- to end and Scott.
3: I you think know. this will lose to. Ammon No And
2: Cove
0: Oh it was a Premiership team
2: Who did we get beat off of? Sunday night Sunday night Oh I so saw it was Oh that was that was the day like the, the pitch was just mud That's right Well it was just every week <laughs> oh, it, was, it was particularly bad that day I remember it Yeah Uh huh it was uh, one of the first times my, my son was ball boy as well. It was The pitch was horrendous. Oh, uh,
0: right. Okay. Who did Rangers beat at the same stage last season? Which League Two team did Rangers beat at the same stage last season?
1: Oh, it was. Um... Oh, fuck. Muir. No. No, it was. Um...
0: they just have a go. Like, you've got a choice of 10 teams.
3: Oh, Fucking Albion Rovers. No. Well, oh, get it, man.
0: They, they were mentioned in the last question. Aye, that's a, a possible answer. Oh, Anon.
1: Anon. Aye.
0: See, I, I gave you a wee, a wee. too close there. You got half a point for that. Right, okay. Yeah. When, aye, you, aye, enough. Right. Um, see, this we've got the, the fans of the three teams. When did Partick Thistle and Celtic last play each other in the Scottish Cup? Just what season?
3: 2019-2020. Aye,
0: aye. I mean, the score for a bonus point.
3: Two or nothing.
0: Right. So, very get there. Very get that point. You get the bonus point, and then score for the original point. He aye, to two, one, two one. to Celtic. So again, season. When did Rangers and Partick? That's all. Last playing the Scottish Cup.
2: Ooh, um... was it that same, uh, 2009 season what season 2009 we played oh. in the Scottish Cup since we played them in the League Cup
0: <coughs> as long as I got my stats right it's a wee bit earlier than that
2: oh 2008 well, ish it was the night Damon Gray scored at Ibrox and then we took into a replay aye
0: aye that'll do it Jeez. I I would...
2: that, um, that was an exceptional
1: memory.
0: Now this one, I'll I'll accept an answer like within ten, so uh, whichever is the closest, right? Because it's a it's a high answer. How many goals were scored last year in the Scottish Cup? So I'm only I'm only giving you one answer each. So one goal. So George, who
3: first?
1: Right, hold on, hold on. The whole Scottish Cup. Like, how many for Aye. another reason or that? The, the whole tournament. Oh. 260. Scott? Go
3: to Vinny first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott? I'm, I'm going to say
0: 400. Vinny's going 400.
3: You know what? I'm going to go 320.
0: Right down the middle. <laughs> oh right, so tactics. Vinny gets it right, he's one off. It was three hundred and ninety nine. Oh, so I feel he deserves an extra point for that, but I'm not getting an extra not point. Bad, man. That's that's not like bad. Some, that's some answer right. Um, this one should be fairly straightforward, I would say. Who beat the defending Champions St Johnson last season in the cup? Celtic. No.
3: That was
0: me. what'd you say? Celtic.
1: No. No. So it's it's a team that sounds like Celtic then?
3: Smeltic. (laughs) (laughs) There's Uh, Gosh out in Septic
0: there.
3: (laughs) uh, Averdeen? No. Selkirk,
1: FC.
0: Oh. Yeah,
3: currently in League One. Celtic, aye. Oh, <laughs> because they had the big inquest after it, and they were all on mental walking through the, the fans. So they were. Right, yeah, okay. they were.
1: was that the. one. A couple of the fans bo- A couple of the players were nearly boxing with the fans.
0: I don't know. But at the moment we've got Josh on the one point, very on three, and Scott with four, and there is a joke. Three questions left, right? It's a setup. So who did Auckland like Talbot play in the fifth round of the Scotch Cup in 2018 19 19? Aye, there we go. Josh get that one. Uh well, I could do a bonus. What was the score?
1: Uh two 0 No.
3: Two, two one, no, it was one.
0: No, it was one. No, no, no. three one, no, nine. No, three three. No, That <laughs> no. no. oh, no, no. no. no, no, was it. Not again. No, too many. Too many guesses. No, right. I was fine, uh, no, it wasn't. That was <laughs> last season. Um, it was actually four now. Right. Okay. So Darvo I don't say the the big big news in the cup last year. Who knocked Darvo out last season in the fourth round?
3: Talbot. No. How Juniors
0: f- No, in, in the big Scottish cup.
3: By oh, the big Scottish, sorry.
0: Hi. What did you say, Scott?
3: Donny Pace Juniors. No. Trinent. It's,
0: it's a championship club.
3: Wraith. Air.
1: No, it's there. Um, who did they have? Oh, a Bros. Yes. Oh, okay. wait,
3: they've got about 10 goals at that there. Ah, good.
0: Gotta give him a chance, right? And oh, he Alright, up... oh, okay. Who knocked Oven Meadow out in the first round of the Scottish Cup last year? Oh,
1: fuck off. <laughs> next, next question, caller. <laughs> I
0: need an answer. Oaken Leek Talbot. Oaken oh, Leek well Talbot. Done,
1: Scott, make it worse. No, 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 no. Auchin Leek Talbot knocked out his- every cup last year. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I couldn't
1: resist. there. we drew out like Talbot in every cup last year, and then Octozoo every cup. Josh, see you not answer there. Three cups in Octozoo.
3: I seen PTSD coming through your face as soon as you asked that question. There, it was like you just wanted to like crawl onto a ball and just like start crying, mate. Oh, I, you're all I, right. I,
1: I, like, listen, we'll beat we'll beat Talbot enough times. I I, I don't I don't particularly. I don't particularly mind losing to Talbot. Talbot, Talbot are a team, right? Talbot, I, I've said this to John before. Talbot are a team that I, I hate, but I respect what they are. Um, Darvel are a team that I just hate.
3: Oh, <laughs> I couldn't tell that, by the way. None of your tweets are in after they win against Aberdeen. Nothing that I gave give that away. I don't know uh, where don't this know, is game for.
0: I think us was more raging about the Darvel one than me. Bye. well done, Scott McGill. What? What because, did I win? Just
3: the kudos. Oh. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> because
0: you and, remember you and Scott Johnson won the the Christmas quiz last season, didn't you?
3: Uh,
1: we, did, yeah, we did. Aye, we <sighs> did. Aye, aye, that was a, that was a setup. By the way, that was a fucking Darvel FC type thing. By the way, that was an absolute setup.
0: That was a good music, quiz.
1: music, music round you. A music round you pit me with a fucking musician guy and he didn't know one answer in the <laughs> music round. <laughs> the guy for the, the guy, the, the guy the dictator, man. That was like songs about albums and all that. He didn't even know the answer. I'm like, mate, you don't mean to be a musician.
0: Right. I think that's a podcast over anyway for this evening. Good luck to all you teams in the Scottish Cup. Oh, Scott, you want to say something?
3: No, I've just uh, want to go easy, easy, easy.
0: <laughs> um, so I thanks everyone for coming on, and as is tradition now to end the podcast, happy football.